Installment of the Minorities Report. As always, I am your head minority in charge, Gus. With me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere, Jay. Also known as Jay Shell. <laughs> Dude, we got to put that on a shirt for you, Jay Shell. Jay Shell. <laughs> oh, man. Right. And I, <laughs> we, could put oh. a, we could put on there, uh, what is it? No ma- nobody makes me bleed my, my own blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> now we just need four more guys. Right, so you need a laser, blazer, taser, and, and blazer, and uh, and no, a girl. It was, bla- it was blazer twice, <laughs> right? But but a fi- but a fifth a uh, fifth member, a woman, friend, shout about shout about Oh yeah, Sammy could have been Frayne. We well yeah. Well, we do. We're looking. We're currently auditioning for a Gen Zer. So so far, right now, we have Jorge that was on with us an episode, but. We're still working that one out, mm-hmm. so because he's actually part of another podcast that's in Spanish, and right. we don't want to take up too much of his time. Because, dude, he, actually, this weekend he's taking part of a because he studied to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably going to be the next Guillermo del Toro. Who knows? Nice. But he's actually studying. Uh, he's actually competing this week in a three-day movie uh, movie contest. Nice. Basically, what they do is they you have to write, film, well, write, plot, write, film, edit, and finish. A movie in three days. So it's Project Greenlight. Do you remember that show by any chance? Yes, yeah, I Project do, I Greenlight. Do. If uh, folks, if you don't know, Project Greenlight was the uh, brainchild of Ben Affleck, and I think Matt Damon was involved in Matt it. Matt Damon. And uh, but yeah, so um, but yeah, they would give um, aspiring filmmakers the opportunity to create a screenplay, produce it. It was basically a. Um, what do you call it? It was like American Idol for filmmakers. Wasn't it on yeah. IFC? No, it was on uh, HBO. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And they, um, the winners actually had like their uh, movies uh, produced and made. Um, Battle, Sha- Battle Shaker Heights is the one I remember the most. Battle Shaker Heights? Yeah, and I think, I th- if you correct me if I'm wrong, I think Shia LaBeouf was in that one as well. <laughs> the, b- before, you know. The mental breakdown? The, before the, uh, you know, pretentiousness kicked in. Oh, before, <laughs> before he went all, uh, what's that dude's name? The one that did uh, that the blowjob movie. Oh, Vincent Gallo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah, he yeah. went all Vincent Gallo. I'm <laughs> the a method blow- actor, and what he means by that is he smokes meth. Right. No, oh, I'm I love the fact that it's known as it's not known as the Brown Bunny now, so it was the blowjob the, movie. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, he did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's a very European thing to do because in Europe, they Un- ha- oh, the the sex scenes are unsimulated. Right. Yeah. They have actual sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. So imagine being the spouse of one of those actors. Hey, honey, have a good day fucking someone else. Right. That's not in the <laughs> like adult film industry. <laughs> For the art. <laughs> yeah. For the art. I think, honestly, like, it, like <laughs> pretentious films like that, I think it's just a, an excuse just to get some play. Well, I mean, yeah. it goes to show you how repressed we are here in the United States because the, the Europeans, they actually have, like, mm-hmm. it, you know the page three girl, page four girl, something like that. Page six. Page six girls. Yes. In yeah. the UK, where they're mm-hmm. naked in there, yeah. Samantha Fox started as one of those. That, that was that was a launching point of like a lot of like um, models and everything. That's so. a throwback to the '80s, Samantha yeah. Fox. I want to have, have some, some fun. fun. <laughs> like if like uh like the like what's it called like the uh, the Kenny Loggins of stripper music. Yeah, like <laughs> she she was like if a penthouse pet sang. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what it was. Right, right. Oh, which is by the way, 
I know we're speaking about random things here, but we'll get right. it. Right. <laughs> because it. <laughs> what we're going to be doing is we're going to be reformatting. I'm going to give my, my point out, but what right. I wanted to let you guys know is we're going to be reformatting the show. We're going to be doing socially conscious topics. Yes, of course, we're still going to touch on politics because we, we do still hate the right wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are going to we are going to touch on a lot of social topics like we have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But anyway, mm-hmm. there's actually an adult film actress that quit porn to become a rapper i'm trying to remember who that was little lupe little lupe little lupe is her name i don't know her real name but yeah she's her her Mm -hmm. uh her artistic name yeah was little lupe right yeah she was like what they call a uh they 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 call them a spinner right you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it's it's for the dudes that like underage girls but don't want to like underage girls if you know what i mean good god yeah that, that sounds like the creepiest legal loophole ever well dude the big one that brought that to light to me i mean it was kind of always a thing because they have that thing the daddy little fetish you've heard of that no and i don't think i don't want to go into that uh (laughs) that rabbit hole long story short that she pretends to be a little kid and calls him daddy and those things like color and yeah yeah yeah. oh color god damn it it, like they'll they'll (laughs) dress up in like onesies and yeah it's a weird thing I feel like but, I should be calling the cops. I don't know on who, but I feel like I should be calling the police. <laughs> I mean, the, whatever happens to between two consenting adults, but it just shows you the subtext. Uh, yeah, whatever they want. Yeah, fine. But I'm still going to say that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, that, see, okay, we actually were talking about that yesterday. Right, remember? Right, right. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, listen, as far as kinks go, hey, on you, I don't kink shame. But I'm still going to look at you and go, what the fuck's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> And I would say, like, you know who don't do that? Blaine's white skin. Hey, come on. Brown people don't do that either. Nope. We don't. I'm, I, remember, I'm biracial, so I'm respect, I'm representing, like, two. Yeah, y'all yeah. heard that. Jay's coming out as bi. Racial. <laughs> wow, you got excited there, didn't you? Is this the time? Is this the time? Oh, oh Lordy. <laughs> You're like. I do believe I have the vapors. Like, you, you felt like uh, Smithers when he thought Burns was going to go for him. Smithers, I, ha- I came to an opinion. Huh? see oh that's another thing we can talk about too Mm -hmm. we we can bring up as a topic for i hate the fact that okay i've always had this thing where bisexual women Mm -hmm. are fetishized right you know every dude thinks because if they date a uh, bisexual girl yeah it's an automatic threesome right right, right. whereas when they find out their friend is bisexual as a guy they're like oh you're fucking gross dude there has been a um Double standard. I think we touched on that on one we, of our past episodes. But yeah, there is a, yeah there is a double standard because um not blaming blaming porn and everything. Um, there is like this misconception that if a girl is by, then she's completely like down to clown oh, and, yeah, yeah. and everything and whatnot. And so when like guys, and when I mean guys, I mean you know dipshit bros, <laughs> when they hear a bi woman, like oh hell yeah, which is funny because yeah. they're the same dudes that insult by bisexual guys yeah but they're the first ones to have initiations right and hazing where it involves a man's ass oh yeah yeah, yeah. no no it, like, it, it involves all of men's genitalia oh it's hazing no sure it's, it is bro it's it's like um fulfilling your kinks <laughs> under the guise of hazing it's your repressed homosexuality oh, coming yeah. out well it's it's always it's been, it's known that like you know uh straight guys are the gayest people on earth no oh. jesus they don't know it but my point yeah. also was the fact that i really can't stand when somebody well not that i can't stand when someone's gay right but i don't like when somebody meets or finds out that someone is gay or bisexual well i don't care what they do as long as they don't hit on me what makes you think they're gonna go for you that's the fucking <laughs> ego okay that's the shit that kills me because yeah. these motherfuckers are so egotistical mm-hmm. oh he, he better not come on to me 
the fuck makes you think he wants you, right. dude? And when I hear that, I'm thinking like, it kind of sounds like you do want him to, uh, you know, what's it called, flirt with you. It's kind of like, yeah, you see Chuck and Larry, right? Yeah. It was uh, Nicholas DeTuro's character. Oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he goes, hey, you know, hey, hey, Chuck, how come Larry and not me? He goes, well, you're, he goes, you're, you're a 10. Uh-huh. He goes, but you're just not my type. He goes, you hear that? Gay guys think I'm a 10. Out of 100. <laughs> that was the that old That old Stan Lee looking yeah, dude. Old, <laughs> you're just jealous because yeah. gay guys like me. If you think about it, Nick Turturro has been in a lot of like um, LGBTQ um, he has. Like roles because in Longest Yard and everything. Right. Well, I, he, I, he wasn't gay in Chuck and Larry, but it goes to show it's that guy where... All, and that's the same thing with all the rest of the firefighters. When they find out that Chuck and Larry are gay, yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, you better not look at me. Oh, t- every time you looked at my – every time you defended me playing basketball, I fear you getting grabby. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, really? Right, right. I was like, bro, I've seen guys play basketball that are straight. They ass grab like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I always thought that his character was curious. Like, you could definitely tell, like, if <laughs> yeah. given the chance, if, like, Chuck or Larry made a oh, yeah. pass at him. Oh, that's why he asked them there. Yeah. The end. Oh, you, you mean in the longest yard where he goes, mm-hmm. oh, please, God, if you let me make this kick, I'll stop cheating on my wife with black guys. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I was teaching him some wrestling moves. Right. <laughs> sure you were, bro. Oh, man. Right, that's wrestling. Right, right. Uh, that's how the Romans used to wrestle. Yeah. But which is funny because, speaking of that, a lot of these dudes that are homophobic, yeah. they try to make themselves man-man, oh, Spartans and Vikings and, Dude, and they don't Greek know. warriors. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fun fact, those guys used to have gay sex, bro. Yeah. yeah. They had sex with each other uh-huh. a lot as yep. a way to like um, brotherhood as well as like- Bonding. Bonding That's why they call everything. it male bonding. I mean, it is bonding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But however, but no, you are right. Like these fake Spartans, yeah. which cracked me up because like, dude, you're not a Spartan. You're just some asshole that ran in mud well, and everything. <laughs> well, speak, well, touching on what you said about uh, the the uh, porn where they dudes watch like MF, MFM porn all the time, mm-hmm. two males and a female. Yeah. Uh, they watch it all the time. And it's like, you got to be a, a, a little bi-curious because yeah. one, there's two penises in it. Right. And then in se- and then second... One, I said one, and I put up two. <laughs> one, there's two penises involved. Mm-hmm. Two, the, a lot of times those penises touch each other. Yeah. You know, because if it's a double penetration, there's only a thin layer of skin between the two mm. uh, doing what they call frotting. Have right. you heard of that term? I have not, actually. Okay, I'll tell you what that is in a second. Uh, but then when there's D uh, D A yeah. or DV, they're literally rubbing on against each other. Yeah. And that's what frauding is. Right. Frauding is when two penises are together mm-hmm. and they rub on each other until they... Interesting. It's kind of like, you ever heard of docking? Yeah. You've heard of docking, right? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. that one is, right? Right, right, right. Where they pull the foreskin over each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's kind of weird, dude. Yeah. I don't have foreskin. But anyway, yeah. that's another topic for another time. That's actually another one, another episode I think we should do. Mm-hmm. There's a movement to uh, stop circumcising men. Yeah. To stop circumcising babies. Mm-hmm. There's a whole movement to try to... Yeah, and there's one dude that said he could. You could actually grow your foreskin back. What, like a lizard? <laughs> <laughs> you choppy, choppy, pee pee. <laughs> well, that's an attitude error deep cut. <laughs> We're gonna have to take your foreskin, like Homer with the arms, like it'll grow back. Oh, sure. <laughs> Don't grow back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that getting back to what happened, what's happening this week, there's a lot of shit that's been going down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you heard of the derailment in Ohio. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. train derailment. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up that town, dude. Yeah. I, I saw the, um, the wreck and it looked like something out of a movie. Yeah. Like it looked like some Hollywood special effects because well, the type of wrecks we see 
or like in movies and television because something like that it just seems so far fetched. Right. But to look at it, it looked like the the crash scene from Blues Brothers. Yeah. Well, yeah. that and also yeah. they had to do a controlled explosion mm -hmm. because the uh, chemicals mm -hmm. that were in the train. Mm -hmm. uh, it was um can't remember what the name of the chemical was. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, let me look it up. But it was a chemical that was in there, mm -hmm. and what happened was that that chemical can cause. It's a cancer-causing agent. It can do all kinds of shit. It's the, it's the chemical they use to make um, plastic. Right, but so, pr yeah, pretty much they just created their own Chernobyl. Right, so they had yeah. to do they had to do a controlled explosion. Yeah, and that made it even worse. There's people walking around saying their eyes are burning. Oh my god, their lungs are burning. Yeah, and it, you can't drink the water. Right. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but there was a video that went viral where this dude made coffee, mm -hmm. and he put his milk in the coffee, and it started sizzling. Jesus. <laughs> if your milk sizzles when you put it in the coffee, right. don't, don't drink the coffee. My God. Because either the milk is bad or the coffee's fucked up. Right, right, right. But what a, a lot of people have, the right wing tried to make it political. Oh, Joe, of course they did. Joe Biden didn't send response. Joe Biden did this. Joe Biden did that. First of all, there was a video of the Ohio governor mm -hmm. said the president didn't call, did call him yeah. and said anything that you need, let us know. And we'll go ahead and help you out as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And the governor said, no, we told him, yeah, no, we're good. We'll handle it. Mm -hmm. So right there, it's like, well, dude, what you, you believe in states' rights. Fucking Republicans always talk about states' rights. Mm -hmm. No large, no big government. The federal government needs to stop stepping in. Mm -hmm. Federal government offered help. Dude said no. That's on the state then. But I mean, uh, that's that's what they want. Right. But the thing is that they don't they don't get is that this wasn't anything to do with Biden. Yeah. I don't know if you heard, but what happened was Obama put in place where there was safety standards that had to be regulated by the railroads, mm -hmm. you know, to avoid or prevent things like this because these are private land and private railroad tracks owned by the company that runs the train line. Mm -hmm. So we can't interfere in that. Right. But uh, Obama signed in where there have to be certain safety regulations and protocols and inspections in place. Long story short, guess who came along and repealed that? Mm. I'll give you one guess. I'll give you one guess. He's orange and a waste of DNA. Oh, God. Tr uh, dump 45 <laughs> yeah. back at it again. Trump. Wow. He he repealed that because, obviously, the, uh, the the train company was losing money right? because they had to pay for inspections and they had to wait and there were delays. So, long story short, they probably paid him off and he fucking repealed it. Mm-hmm. So now this happens, and now everybody wants to blame Biden. I said, motherfucker, yeah. it was y'all piece of shit that did it. But also, at the same time, it's like, okay, you're going to blame Biden, but like, what are you doing about it? Well, yeah. the thing is, there's nothing to, as far as the infrastructure goes, because, it again, it is on private land, and it is a private railroad track. Right. What is the federal government supposed to do? Mm -hmm. It's private. Unless those people request, or the state of Ohio request for federal funding to to uh, improve the infrastructure, mm -hmm. federal government can't just step in and say, "Now we we're gonna do whatever we want." Mm -hmm. You know, that's again going back to the Republican thing where right. they don't want big government. Right, like we don't want big government, but at the same time, oh, Biden should have done something. Yeah, uh, that's a, the president <laughs> is about as big government as it gets. It's, it, it, it's a fucking circle jerk with these dudes. Yeah, I but, mean, but, it's just yeah. Yeah, but it is like we're we're coming up. We're having like again like a Chernobyl level like um, incident yep. and everything, but and they're still gonna like take this opportunity to shit talk Biden. Absolutely, like, it's just the pettiness. Absolutely, man. I yeah. mean I feel for the people of that town in Ohio. It's a mm -hmm. small town. It's a poor small town, uh, and it just I feel bad for them. But mm -hmm. I mean unless their state 
steps in and say, hey, you know, federal government, come help us out. There's nothing that the federal government's going to be able to do. Yeah, I mean, like, you know what's sad is that there's always these um these uh, moments in, like, uh, throughout the throughout time and everything of massive spills. Yeah. Because, uh, like, when I first heard about this story, it reminded me a lot of the uh, Exxon Valdez oh, back God. in 1989. <laughs> that fucking thing. And lo- look how long it took. And I think they're still, like, recovering from it. Oh, no, that- they're, they're still, yeah. Yeah, because that happened 33 years ago. Well, and the thing is, the shit that happens now whenever there's these fucking private companies that fuck something up. Yeah. It, it's on the news and it plays for like a week mm-hmm. and then that's it. It's uh, done. Yeah. Like the ruptured pipeline recently, the XL pipeline mm-hmm. ruptured and the, they had uh, water contaminated in a Creek. I think it was in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It was on the news for about a week and nobody ever talked about it again after that. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's funny because all these people are like, Oh, Biden shut down the XL pipeline. Biden shut down. The-. No, mm-hmm. the pipeline's still running. What he shut down was the extension, mm-hmm. you know, and if you have a company that was supposedly trying to build an extension, mm-hmm. but their current pipeline ruptured, mm-hmm. what does that tell you about their standards? Mm-hmm. You know, why would you want them to have more? Right. It's just fucking stupid. But another thing I wanted to talk to you about too was, but anyway, we feel for Ohio. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everything gets worked out and no, nothing really comes out of this. They don't know. There's going to probably be long-term effects, but mm-hmm. we'll know in the future, I guess. And as far as, uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, mm, uh, there was another mass shooting. Oh, Lord. Uh, this time, I th- what was it, Michigan? At Michigan State? Mm. And the craziest part about that, there was a student there that would, survived another mass shooting in their school when they were a kid. Wait, wait, wait. So the shooter was a victim? A- no, 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 no. There was a kid. There was yeah. a student that mm-hmm. was in their dorm okay. and when the mass shooting happened. Right. But they were also in elementary school when there was another wow. mass shooting. And literally they show on video them with a shirt uh, commemorating the, uh, the, the the public school shooting that they were a part of. Uh-huh. And now they're in another mass shooting. Jesus so Christ. How fucked up is it that we have so many mass shootings that a person not only lived through it once in their life, but actually had to go through it twice. Wow! <laughs> Come on, dude. The vet—he's basically the veteran of two foreign wars. She, but she, she was a girl. She. But yeah, it, I think it, it was the one in Michigan. There's two. There's so many of them that I right. can't even fucking but, keep but them straight. But the fact is, like that this uh that this girl like went through two generations of school shootings. Yeah, that's the fucked up part. And yep. you know what's gonna happen? It's the rinse and repeat method. Um, thoughts and prayers to the victims of the shooting. Oh, dude, there was a great article I saw, and um, I had. <laughs> I saw there was somebody wrote and they said, dear Republican party, fuck your thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. It's time to start taking action. Right. Your thoughts and prayers ain't going to do shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was actually the, in Michigan state, there was a shooting and the young lady who survived this mass shooting mm-hmm. also survived Sandy hook, which oh, was, wow. Yeah, they were a Sandy hook survivor and they were wearing their commemorative shirt for the for the in the memorial individual mm-hmm. for the mass shooting at uh in, in their elementary school mm-hmm. and now they survived one in college so this kid was a child a, a little kid imagine suffering through that trauma and mm-hmm. uh, for sandy hook yeah. and it was in 2012 and surviving that mm-hmm. and ha- living with that ptsd and that trauma mm-hmm. trauma mm-hmm. through your whole teen years and then you get to college and the shit happens again right like, I, mean, I cannot imagine. Like I mean, at all. Like it, it's one thing to be in in a um, surviving one school shooting, but twice. 
the thing is, you shouldn't be part of right. two of them. Right. I mean, the, the poor kid is probably going to be living the rest of their life going, am I the problem? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's also, um, you know, just think like, you know, of the uh, progress and everything uh, she made, like coping and like. Um, oh, I'm sure there was a lot of therapy. Therapy and moving on. And then that all gets thrown away now because it happened again. Yep. No, and it's ridiculous. It, it, the fact that we have mass shootings so often mm-hmm. that it only is on the news for two or three days and then nobody talks about it anymore yeah. to show you the ridiculousness of it. Well, I remember the South Park, they touched on that, that mass shootings were treated as like a normal thing. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, oh, it's raining. Now it's, oh, it's a shooting. Well, I was in a army surplus store, I remember a few years back, and there was his father shopping for a backpack for his kid that was Kevlar. A Kevlar backpack. A Kevlar backpack. Mm-hmm. So if God forbid something happens, the kid can put it in front of them. Right. And be you know and have some bulletproofing. I'm like, dude, if you got to start shopping for your kid at uh, for school supplies at the army surplus store, there's a problem. You got a fucking problem, right. dude. That's just that just sounds like a fucking parody. Yep. That just sounds so ridiculous, but that's that's reality. Well, you remember uh, Ben from Skillset? Mm-hmm. He actually had a couple of them too because they sent them over for a promotional and commercial use for the magazine. Mm-hmm. And he was showing them to me. I was like, dude, this is if they have to make. Kevlar backpacks for kids to take to school. It's a fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like kids should not be shopping for Kevlar anything. No, 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 no. I mean, what's going to be next? Kevlar fucking onesies. Well, it's going to have to Kevlar onesies, Kevlar cribs. Like it's, it's pretty much like, I, I'm pretty sure Lisa Frank will have to get into the Kevlar business now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A rainbow fucking uh, Kevlar backpack. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's 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 awful, but it's, I mean, it's just what's fucking happening. And it's what's happening with our country today. Mm-hmm. Speaking about what's happening in our country today, there was some shit that happened to us on social media over the week. And I want to talk about, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jesse from Make It A Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minorities Report. But don't forget to listen to our podcast, Make It A Combo, where we watch movies and have fun. Also, make sure you check out M.I. Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she gets down to the nitty gritty of people's sex life. And we're back. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. So before we went on break, I wanted to talk about some shit that was going on on our TikTok. Uh, by the way, TikTok is at the Minorities Report, the Minorities Report 2.0. Follow us also on Instagram. Our link is in our bio. Anyway, so the, I had posted a video about how the rich don't pay their fair share, and it went off, dude. It went viral. This dude commented probably by himself over 200 times trying to defend the rich. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, the top 1% pay more than anyone, and they keep this country alive. Are you kidding me? No. that I mean, I've never seen somebody simp so hard for the 1%. Right. I'm like, oh, the poor little rich. I was like, what are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's an oxymoron right there. Poor little rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is what they don't realize is that they may pay more. Okay. The big difference is, say it's a 20% tax, right? Say, mm-hmm. say it's 20% tax. Right. When you get paid $30,000 a year, 20% tax is $3,000. That would be a huge difference to a family of four. Whereas if you have $30 million in your tax 30%, that's $3 million doesn't even fucking you got 27 million dollars still mm-hmm. i don't even fucking that's not even your fucking haircut budget <laughs> and so speaking of haircuts somebody made a great point on that comment thread mm-hmm. he goes when you're when you're rich enough that you can get a ten thousand dollar haircut and then write it off as an expense mm-hmm. there's a problem 
and it's and actually there is an incident or there was a write-off i think it was drump himself mm-hmm. that wrote off a ten thousand dollar haircut as a business expense right you, you can't go right off your haircut as a business expense no no hey by the way you got a nice haircut thank you yeah <laughs> as they say used to say when your i grew ears up lowered. Get ears lowered. yeah yeah no but what the thing is that yeah and unfortunately my favorite barber in the world, Caesar's not cutting hair full time right now. So mm-hmm. my shit's looking kind of ragged. That's why I'm wearing a hat. Mm. But anyway, getting back to that. So they were defending the rich. And mm-hmm. the problem is that what they don't realize is that the rich get away with shit uh, because they don't claim it as income. They can claim it for different expenses or shit like that. And it, it because it was based all on about income mm-hmm. uh, and the income equality that there is in this country. Uh, well, the wealth equality that's in this country, because I love their excuse. It was, oh, well, we live in a country where the poorest person can become rich. No. No, that's nah. not true. Mm-mm. Not it's true that, at all. That, it's that really over-idealized version of the American dream. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay, there have been success stories. Absolutely. Where people have, like... um have uh, come from, you know, started from the bottom and go. <laughs> now they're here. Right. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't trying to make a Drake reference, but damn it. It, it, it happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. Um, but yeah. And so, um, but yeah, they started, you know, from the bottom. Then they worked their way up to be, become successes and no, everything. Exactly. Like, it's like, you know, the classic, Amer- you know. But it's a phenomenon. It's, yeah. it's more the exception than the rule. But also, at the same time, it's like, it, it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of hard work involved. A lot of, like, you know, pains, blood, sweat, tears. It's, it's not, there's no such thing as overnight success. Well, back in yeah. my day, people used to like to use uh, famous Amos. Yeah. As an example, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember or if they still even the sell cookies? the cookies, the chocolate yeah. chip cookies, famous mm-hmm. Amos. He was a high school dropout and he started that cookie company and mm-hmm. now he's a success, you know, right. uh, the Dwayne Johnson, yep. who, who, uh, the name of his company, I think seven bucks seven entertainment because that's all he had left in his bank account Yeah, was $7 and now he's worth millions. Yep. Uh, Eminem, uh, high school dropout, um, you know, like made his bones in the underground, like a Detroit rap scene. But what all of those guys with the founder of Famous Amos, The Rock, Eminem, what they all have in common was that they had to work like yeah. to, to uh, you know, to quote Rihanna, work, 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 well, work. They had to like they, they had to like dig in the trenches and actually make something themselves. Right. Well, see, and that's another point this person tried to make because they were saying that uh, if somebody is homeless or poor, it's by choice. No, I'm what? like who would who would choose to be poor? I'm like my, <laughs> I knew this. <laughs> he goes, hey, anybody here want to be homeless? I right. volunteer. Right, what, so what's get the, the fuck what, out of here, dude? What is that like? Fucking like, what was it called? Life stinks and Mel Brooks and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fucking. Uh, what was it? Trading places. Right, right. Come on, man. Nobody chooses to be homeless. Yeah. Are there people who are mentally ill and unfortunately they end up being homeless? Absolutely. But that wasn't their choice. No, there was a there was a, an example I like to use that. In my neighborhood growing up, there was this homeless man. Now, keep in mind, I lived in an all-black and Puerto Rican neighborhood growing up. Mm-hmm. And there was a white homeless man in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew him. Uh, and everybody would like give him stuff. You know, mm-hmm. but The reason why he was homeless, I came to find out, was that he was a teacher mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And what happened was he lived outside of the neighborhood. And he, he went home one day from school and his house burnt down. With his wife and kids inside of it. Oh, wow. And so he lost everything. His house, right. his wife, his kids, yeah. everything. 
so it, it, I mean, he he had a breakdown, uh-huh. and he had a breakdown while he was teaching in school. So long story short, he just ended up wandering the streets of the neighborhood where he taught, mm-hmm. and he just stood there homeless. And it wasn't by choice. I mean, he had unfortunately a breakdown, and he had nobody to help him. Mm-hmm. But to say the fact that it's kind of ignorant to say that people are homeless by choice, yeah. that people are poor by choice. I grew up poor. I grew up food stamps, welfare, mm-hmm. government cheese, the whole the whole song and dance. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I went without. I used to we used to go to bargain hunters and get my school sneakers. Mm-hmm. I didn't have Adidas. I had the Adidas because yeah. I had four stripes, not three. <laughs> I was like, I thought mine's are better. I got four stripes, yo. <laughs> by by Rock um, Run MC. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have Pumas. I had Umas. Right. <laughs> you didn't have Nikes. You had uh, what was it? Jikes or something. <laughs> Yeah. Jinkies Jinkies yeah. <laughs> With Velma doing the jump woman thing <laughs> If that's not a thing That should be right. the thing <laughs> yeah. My glasses <laughs> <laughs> Okay Millhouse <laughs> No Velma always used to lose her glasses But but the way you said it It's not like Oh yeah yeah Millhouse <laughs> The fugitive But but anyway But I But the thing yeah, is yeah. The, the fact to say that People are homeless by choice. People are poor by choice. And the example they like to use was, well, if somebody, if they decide to work at McDonald's their whole life, that's their problem. I'm like, okay, first of all, mm-hmm. you're generalizing. Yeah. Because what about those people that live in a town that's not largely populated or may not have a big industry? Mm-hmm. They don't have any office jobs. They either have the choice of working at retail, fast food, or in a factory. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to get paid minimum wage. Why? Because the rich that you're defending mm-hmm. will shortcut and pay people as least as possible and give them the least benefits they possibly can yeah. so they can profit the most. Right. And if somebody's working at Walmart because, hey, guess what? That's the really only place to work in my town. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Yeah. They have no other choice. What are they going to do? Go live in a big city well, they'll have to pay more, but they don't have the money to move to a big city to pay more and they can't find a job in that big city because they don't live in that big city. Mm-hmm. So it's a fucking... It's an endless loop, and that's yeah. what people don't understand. It's a lot of times it's not by choice. Right. That's just where they where they live. That's all they have. Mm-hmm. And it, the example I like to use too is Walmart. Walmart will hire somebody part time, but schedule them for thirty seven hours. Yeah. Do you know why? Mm. Because if you're a part time employee, they don't have to give you medical benefits, mm. but they can work you up to 30, 36, 37 hours. Right. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's a fucking gimmick, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a crock of shit. And that's what people don't understand. It's like a lot of people aren't poor because they choose to be. A lot of people, I mean, who, like you said, who, who would choose to be poor? Right. Would you choose to be poor? Hell no. Yeah. You don't want to take yeah. a pay cut? No, no, I'm good, man. Yeah. 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 You, you want to get I mean, some, like, you well, get like, a, like, honestly, a paid cut, like, like right now, that would be pretty much like on my paycheck and everything. <laughs> but no, like, it is an ignorant ass thing to say. Yep. People choose to be poor and everything. And it's that ivory tower thinking from people who don't even live in an ivory tower. That's a really fucked up part. Yeah. Like you said, like, they're, they're like, you know, it's the middle class simping for, um, oh, absolutely. For the, for the, uh, for the rich and everything. And I was looking at that thread section. Was it the guy that called you a commie or yes. anything? Yeah. That's, yeah, another buzzword. Yeah. Oh, commie, socialist. I'm um, like, dude, I don't, take, I don't take socialist as an insult. Right. You know, because what happened was the fear mongering in this country has made people for decades believe that socialism is a bad thing. It's a dirty word. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, ask the Scandinavian countries how horrible it is there. Yeah. You know? And then they tried to use the excuse, oh, but if you live in those countries, you get free medical care, but you got to wait like a month to see a doctor. I got to wait a month to see a doctor now. Hell, even longer. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You know, I know people who try to go get mental health uh, help. 
and they got to wait three months. Oh, like I'm suffering from depression. And I have suicidal thoughts. Okay, we could take you in April. Mm. It, it's January. Yeah, that's our soonest opening. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that's here in this freedom country, this fucking mm. uh because the fact is capitalism doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Capitalism creates an all uh how they like to fucking use as a fear-mongering tool the uh the the high what the Russians they call the rich people the fucking uh, autocrats. Mm-hmm. I was like we have autocrats here. The only thing is we call them millionaires or we, or influencers or, <laughs> <laughs> or one percenters. Right. I mean the 1% are uh, are autocrats. They have all the money, they have all the power, they have all the influence. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You know, there is no more than that. There is no less than that. And the the thing is, they, they tried to come at me with all that shit. And mm-hmm. then that, that same person was trying to say that, oh, well, I was once homeless. And I'm I'm like, so you're 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 lazy. Yeah. I was like, so you're, so you're lazy and ignorant. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, I was like, but you, you were homeless. Yeah. You said every homeless person is lazy and ignorant and they're Ooh, choosing to be nice. I was like, so you chose to be homeless. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you chose to be and you're lazy. Yeah. I'm like, no. You know when you go no, <laughs> it means yes. <laughs> I mean, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Oh, I was like, you're actually defeating your own argument. Yeah. Because you're saying people are homeless by choice, mm-hmm. and because they're lazy, then you're saying you're lazy because you were homeless. See, that's see that's what happens when you make a overly overgeneralized statement. Yep. Because you're trying to just try to close the entire argument. By making that type of statement, however, when you make an overgeneralized statement, you forget that you know there's you know there's holes to it. People can flip it around you. Yeah. So it, basically, long story short, you're talking out of your ass. Hey, you know what's the fucking one that irritates me the most? Mm-hmm. Oh, you just need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. It's like, listen, Tex, mm-hmm. the fucking because you know that's a cowboy term, right? Pull oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By your bootstraps. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen here, Tex. I was like. Some people don't have bootstraps to pull up. Hell, mm-hmm. some people don't have boots. Right. And it's, just, it's a simple fact. When you grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in and you saw people who struggled every single day, they were mm-hmm. one way, one paycheck away from being homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, because if they lost their job, there was no way for them to pay their bills. And then they tried to say that the poor don't pay taxes and they get bigger tax refunds back. I was like, what fucking country do you live in? Fantasyland? I was like, dude, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? Right. I was like... There are some people who make so little that they don't pay taxes, mm-hmm. but that's because they make nothing. Mm-hmm. How do you want people to pay something they have nothing of? You know right. what I mean? Right, right. No, um, and it's that whole you know pull yourself by your bootstraps and everything. It's the, again, it's the over idealized American dream. Yep. But it's also it's like these people, and I always say this, and I think we should make a shirt out of this: take yourself out of the equation. They you can't. know, yeah. Stop thinking of their situation from your point of view because you're not li- you're not living in their shoes. You don't know what it's like for them. So for you to like offer life advice for someone who you have no connection to or ha- don't even have like the even inkling of insight of what their daily life is. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They they don't realize that. So, there are certain choices people do make in life that may affect them for the rest of their life, mm-hmm. but that's not everyone. You're over. You're generalizing that. Mm-hmm. You know, are there people who abuse? Dude, okay, I know somebody who abused the system as far as like cash assistance and food stamps, mm-hmm. and they didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. There are people like that that abuse the system. I, I, that's in any system. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can't take away from the people who actually need it mm-hmm. just because. You, we, we shouldn't live in the richest country in the world. Mm-hmm. And tonight there are kids that are going to go hungry mm-hmm. and parents who can't pay their rent. Right. It shouldn't be a thing. Right. You know, that that's just not 
fucking and that same person mm -hmm. the and another video i posted was about how red states are funded by blue states mm -hmm. long story short for every two dollars sorry for every two dollars that california puts into the federal taxes mm -hmm. they get a dollar like they get 85 cents back mm -hmm. whereas there's certain states that are red states that put in 85 cents but they're getting a dollar 50 back because they're using more than they're putting in so so long story short, blue states are funding red states. Mm -hmm. And they tried to come back at me, well, why are so many people fleeing blue states like New York and uh, like New York and California? I go, because they're looking for cheap housing. Mm -hmm. And in the red states, because they don't have any industry, they don't, they don't have anything, their housing market is cheaper and there's less people. So the housing market is cheaper. So intelligent people with money in blue states will move to a red state, buy a house, right? Increase the property value of that state. And guess what happens? Just like it happened in Arizona. It went from a red state to a blue state. <laughs> and then they go, oh, they well, don't, don't uh, California, my Arizona. You're doing it to yourselves. Right. You're doing it to your fucking selves. You know, I've always thought that was like one of the biggest self-owns. Like don't California, my Arizona. So that means you don't want a thriving economy, um, tons of like industries to help. <laughs> Um, you know, progression. Yep. So you want to live in a fucking backwards type of uh, um, state. That's exactly what they want. Yeah. Did you know that California, if it was his own country, would be the fifth uh, richest country in the world? Oh, yeah. If it was his own country? I mean, Escape from L.A. tapped into that, actually. <laughs> <Did it? laughs> a little, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, if, it was his own, if it was his own country, it would be the fifth richest country in the world. Oh, yeah. Because all of the major industries are there. Music, film. movie, uh, yeah. like uh, or like um, film, Silicon Valley, Silicon, so a lot of tech, a lot of tech, um, the fashion industry, yep. um, fuck, P pretty much every industry that we you that we thrive on yeah. that we use on a daily occurrence, including this podcast and everything, is from California. I mean, d don't don't get me wrong, it mm -hmm. does help that it's the largest state in the well one of the largest states in the country by land and mm -hmm. it's probably one of the most highly populated too mm -hmm. that doesn't hurt right but the fact that they have the industry they have the infrastructure that somebody tried to go oh, but you know the uh middle america that's where all the dairy and all of this comes from and all the farming like california Not, has its own farm, i was about bro. to say like <laughs> has its own dairy right I Cal california has need for nothing right Oh, agriculture. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you, why do you think there's so many migrant workers in California? Mm -hmm. Because th that's where your strawberries come from, bro. Dude, I mean, growing <laughs> up in San Diego, like I remember lots of field trips to the farms because yeah. they were teaching us about like, um, you know, farming, agriculture and all that. Did they make you pick fruit? No. Oh, because I know there's some school trips. They make the kids pick fruit. Oh, yeah. it's to experience it. Bullshit. Right. Free labor. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Free child labor, motherfucker. Right. But no, that's always cracked me up. Don't California. My, that is such a dumb ass. Honestly, if you if you say shit like that, unironically, yeah. hit yourself over the head with a tack hammer. If you, <laughs> if you live in a state that has barren wastelands and nobody's moving there, don't don't say that because you're stupid. But and that's uh, honestly using Arizona as that example again. Mm -hmm. That a lot for Arizona for the longest time was a red state, mm -hmm. red like a motherfucker. But what happened was, yeah, the property value is low, housing market is low, so people started moving there. And now the rent has almost doubled in the mm -hmm. last ten years, mm -hmm. or doubled in the last ten years. And some houses that just four years ago were worth 
uh, right before the pandemic were worth $300,000 and now worth $500,000 or more. Mm -hmm. And you know why? Because of the pandemic, where are the most jobs? Blue states, right? Yep. Like I said, New York, California. Yeah. What did the pandemic cause? It caused for a lot of employers mm -hmm. to move their employees to remote working. Now, if you're a remote worker, you don't have to live in that city anymore. You can go move wherever you want and mm -hmm. still work for that same company. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So that means that that opened up the country for people to move anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's why they moved. That's why people from California moved to Arizona. That's why people from New York moved down south to poorer states because they can pay less for their house but still work the same job. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the first companies to move their employees completely remote because they realized that they were saving money if they did that was, I want to say, no, Lyft. Lyft. Mm -hmm. It was one of the ride shares. It was either Lyft or Uber. Okay. Uh, their CEO said they're moving everybody remote, all their employees. Mm -hmm. And somebody told me, well, yeah, they're a ride share. They're all mobile. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, you idiot. <laughs> their customer service, all those, you know, all their executives, they're moving them to work remotely because you own a company, right, Jay? Yeah. Not that you do. Right, right, right. You own, but, but hypothetically. If you own the company, yeah. you have to house those employees in a building, right? Right. So you got to pay rent on that building or you got to mm -hmm. construct the building, right? Utilities, all that. And you got to pay for all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, say you paid $10 million a year. I'm just putting a number out there. Yeah. Say, say you paid $100,000 a year between the rent or the mortgage on that building, whatever. Yeah. And all your utilities, you're paying $100,000, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have your employee salary on top of that. What if you could pay your employees the same, all the same benefits, but save whatever money you're spending on utilities and housing because now everybody was working from home. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that they can save a lot of money doing that. I had a former employer that I I was there almost eight years. You remember this. Even before the pandemic, they were thinking about constructing new buildings because they, they were growing. When I started working there, they had 300 employees. By the time I left, there was over, over 2,000. And while it was growing, I said, dude, why don't they have people work remote? You have people who still work, but they're from home and you save a lot of money. No, no, no. You need that team synergy and all this bullshit. You can still have that, though. Of remotely. course you can. Because I've worked, uh, you know, when the pandemic started, you know, I worked uh, contract jobs where it was all remote and everything. And because because um, of, like, you know, resources like, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, Skype, all that and everything, they were still close by, even being far away. And they were always there for you. And, you know, talking on Zoom, like getting to know each other and all that. It doesn't have to happen in person. Like, hell, come on. It's pen pals. You know what I'm saying? Well, dude, like I, our online and online friends with gaming. So. Yeah. I mean, I work I work remotely now and we have weekly meetings. I talk to my supervisor every other week. Mm -hmm. We can still do it, you know. And the, the thing is what you avoid with people working from, I mean, people working in an office as opposed to remotely, socializing. Yeah. A lot of wasted time. People do socializing yeah. at work. Mm -hmm. Like a yeah. walking, hey, did you hear about this? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear about uh, Shabadoo and uh, Distra Blue Shrimp? Distractings. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uh, they said, like studies have shown, like people working at home have less distractions. Now, people, now before then, people thought, like, oh, like if they're at home, they're going to be distracted by like kids, TV, blah, 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 and all that. No. Actually, they're razor focused because yeah. they're not worried about like the boss walking around or anything else that you be at, you see at an office. Well, right. And I had a friend who actually I got I was helpful to help get a job remotely, mm -hmm. and they were working in the same industry. And they actually thanked me because they're married. They don't have any kids, but they're married, mm -hmm. and their commute time 
they was taking away from time to hang out with their wife, dinner, mm-hmm. all this shit. That was an, yeah. yeah That's well, another you, thing. Co- yeah. Commuting, like taking community away because like a lot of stress happens to people because like they're trying to rush out the door, get to work. They have yep. to deal with all that traffic, possible accidents and yeah, everything. I mean, yeah, people are tardy to work because of, yeah, unforeseen circumstances. Right, right. And then it also helps parents who have kids in school or childcare because the fact is that one, they could either save money on childcare if their kid is old enough to not be a nuisance while they're working, mm-hmm. or two, it makes it easier for them to go pick up their kid in school. Yeah. Because now I'm at work, I work nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, little Jimmy gets off at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now I got to find somebody to go pick up little Jimmy mm-hmm. and wait for them or, or babysit them until I get off at work at five. And then by the time I get home, it's six o'clock. And by the mm-hmm. time I get dinner on the table, it's now seven. Yeah. Whereas if you still work nine to five, you can have the, maybe help get help somebody picking them up mm-hmm. or little Jimmy can walk home mm-hmm. if you live close enough. And then you still have that time and you don't have to worry about who's going to pick up your kid, leaving work early, shit like that. You mm-hmm. know, it, and it's, it, I think it's a huge benefit and I think it helps people's mental health too. Absolutely. No, no, totally with the mental health. Absolutely. Because they're in their home, they're in a safe spot and that, and the, uh, the nerves and everything of being in the office, whatnot went down. But also I was also going to mention that it also helped other industries, in, blah, industries such as words are all. They are DoorDash, um, Grubhub, yep. because guess what? Like, you know, working at home, they order food for lunch, gets mm-hmm. there. So that, uh, you know, working from home helped out like other companies as well. Yeah. Not just not just their own company, but other uh, other places, too. Yeah, it's like it's almost like Ronald Reagan's trickle down bullshit was working. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It doesn't work. Right. But anyway, but we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Hey guys, this is Junior from Make It A Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minority Report. But don't forget to listen to our podcast, Make It A Combo, where we review movies, talk shit, and have a good time. And our other podcast, MIS Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she reads them sexy stories from her listeners. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up. Well, not really wrap up. It's our. <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. uh, we're. I know you guys have been patient with us, and mm-hmm. we're uh, like I stated before. We're going to get into a lot more topical things. We're going to do a lot of uh, cultural things, yeah. and we're going to touch base on a lot of um, things that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Top, not so much political, but we're still like I said, we're still going to rag on the right wing. Right, uh, it's my favorite hobby. Because it's so easy. They, I love that they call liberals snowflakes. Yeah. But they are so easy to piss off. I mean, like, I mean. Yeah, All you have to do is say black people in books. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> M&M's wearing tennis shoes. Or LGBTQ plus. Or have a rainbow. Or trans people have rights. Wow. The right the right are snowflakes. I didn't Dude. realize that. <laughs> M&M's don't wear boots anymore. <laughs> M&M's not wearing go-go boots. Who am I going to fap to now? Oh, uh, don't worry, Tucker. You'll find something else. <laughs> I love that you knew who I was talking oh, about. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, dude, one thing I wanted to talk about was I finally watched, I know I'm late to the party, I finally watched uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Right on. I finally yeah. watched it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I wanted to watch it especially was because somebody recently told me, because obviously, I mean, Jay and I are comic book geeks. Mm-hmm. We're not going to lie about yeah. it. We don't hide it. Right. You know, look at me right now. I'm wearing a Captain America baseball jersey and a Co- Batman hat. Coincidentally, I'm wearing a Black Panther <laughs> uh, hoodie. So Yeah, <laughs> and because they call, they told me, oh, have you seen it? And you can tell this is an MCU fan and not a comic book fan. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's Wokanda forever. 
woke condom. I'm like, oh, ugh, I was like, wow, Jesus that's not even Christ. witty. Right, right. That's like lazy. Right. It's like, how's Jim Cornette say? Lazy Easy. booking. <laughs> <laughs> What's woke about it? There's black people. Holy shit. And then black I'm, people and Latinos. Yeah. Yep. Black and brown. Where yeah. are the white people? Oh, that's the woke part. Like, no, no, when people say, oh, it's woke, like, oh, that's me, you're complaining about minorities and gays and all that. It was, oh, because, I think it was because, one, the government is kind of the evil. There is really no, uh, no villain in it. It, It's, uh, you know, it's mostly like, um, but uh, what's it called? Yeah, you're right. There's really no villain per se. No. It's uh, it's ideology. Yep. Ide- ideology. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, I think where they called it woke was because the message is that countries around the world, rich countries around the world, will try to rape the resources of other countries. Because the main plot line uh, at the beginning mm-hmm. is that the governments of all the world come yeah. together and they want they want to force Wakanda to share their recourse, their resources of the vibranium. Yeah. And they're searching for other sources, which that's when they come or across Namor's mm-hmm. uh, source of vibranium. Yeah. And they want to strip them of those resources. Mm-hmm. And so it's what they call colonization. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Oh, that's why they're mad. Honestly, that was actually, um, I liked how the film touched on that because that is actually the most realistic part of the MCU. Oh, absolutely. It's the fact that, um, that like that other countries will find out a country has like all these great resources yep. and will try to steal them and and I like that they tied it back to what Killmonger said because I know the Edge Lordy thing to say is like Thanos was right or and all that <laughs> Killmonger was right yeah he did say that other countries will like come for us and everything yeah. and look what happened no absolutely and uh, but yeah and honestly I thought that was like the most realistic especially an African country oh you know damn well that they're going to try to like yep. uh, strip them of their uh, resources yeah and the funny thing is is that the the um, the uh, I don't even I forgot what they called them uh, Namor's people aren't aren't Mexican like people want to try to make them out to be mm-hmm. they're they're uh, I think it was they were Mayan yeah yeah they were, uh, yeah. They were Mayan mm-hmm. and they were direct descendants of the Mayans mm-hmm. uh, and the, the and they actually spoke Mayan and the guy who is the star who stars as Namor mm-hmm. he actually is direct descendant from indigenous people mm-hmm. from Mexico. So he actually speaks the language. Yep, uh, Tinak Hureta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, even he was his phenomenal. Name. Even his name, Tinak. Yeah. And he was phenomenal. Like I, he was I, great in everything. Yeah, I think you pronounce it Tinak. Yeah, or something like that. But yeah, and mm-hmm. he oh, he was great. And this was his first like big movie role. Yeah. And it was I, I got to give the brother credit too. He was half naked the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be very. Uh, very securing yourself to walk around shirtless the whole time when mm-hmm. you got guys like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth in the MCU. Right, right. But no, like it was really great how they adapted Namor. Um, because like, well, first before I continue, um, they they did like do like a lot of liberties with uh, Namor and everything. Oh because yeah. Because in the comics, like it's it's akin more to it's akin more to. Um, Aquaman. Aquaman. Like, uh, you know, the classic look, uh, like the classic um, image of Atlantis. Right. But, they, and, and they're then, Atlantean yeah, in the comic. And the Atlantean, yeah. And so Aquaman's already out. And, you know, so the MCU, do, you know, they protect themselves with this one because they knew that people are going to be like, oh, you're just ripping off Aquaman, blah, 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 and everything. Because they know large, large, uh, large portion of the audience uh, don't read comic books. No. And so um, they decide to like, you know, how about like we differentiate um, are you know Atlantis yep. by drawing from like Mayan uh, civilization mythology, which I thought was great. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that was cool. I thought the whole aesthetic was was awesome. Dude, and yeah. also the uh, the the 
the aspect of the reason why they also did that chase, which mm-hmm. is funny because actually Submariner, mm-hmm. uh, Namor, or Namor mm-hmm. from the comic books, mm-hmm. it predates Aquaman by like at least a decade. Oh, yeah. He was from the 1930s, I think, was the first Submariner comic book. It was, yeah. October 1939. Yeah, because Marvel's mm-hmm. original uh, heroes mm-hmm. were him and the Human Torch. Yep. The, they were in the first issue of like Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Now, but the thing is, yeah, I did like the take on it. I did like the the fact that there was, uh, they. I guess they, how would I put it? They were neighboring countries, mm-hmm. more or less. Mm-hmm. They were fighting each other over different uh, circumstances. They they didn't want to fight. Yeah. It was it was weird. But and and the people want to say that uh, they made Namor evil. It's like no, no. He's just actually trying to defend his people, and he'll go to any extreme to do so. Right. Well, the thing is, is that the heroes in the movie are Wakandans. So whoever's gonna um uh, go up against the Wakandans, they're automatically going to be seen as the enemy. Oh, they're going to be no, the antagonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Namor was was like the very like he was he was a hero, and he wanted to do right by his people. Especially if you see, remember his like his flashback to when he was a child. He saw um, his mother's land being colonized. Yeah, he didn't want that to happen to his people, and it was going to happen again by like you know uh, CIA and all that he was like no nah, fuck not nah. we're not going to do that not up in here I love and everything so him and uh like you know his people and the wakandans right. have the same goal we want to protect our land from the colonizers from the people who want to like you know strip our resources and slave our people so they had a common enemy but the thing was like their ideologies is what made them clash. Well, their tactics about going about yeah. it, yeah, right. No, my, <laughs> the I love the fact how they tied Namor's name or Namor's name into the colonizers. When the what was it the uh, mm-hmm. the priest goes es un niño sin amor mm-hmm. because Emmy is a child without love. Mm-hmm. So he he turned it into Namor. Yeah. Because my enemies call me Namor. Right. It was, I was like, that's yeah. kind of cool. It's kind of Batman-ish if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yep. My yeah. my only like uh, gripe with it is mm-hmm. like, how did he know how to speak English already? Right. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I did like how they uh, how they modernized and and fucking badass Atuma. Mm-hmm. Atuma from the comic books. Oh yeah, that was, he was just like his right hand man. But like, yeah, it yeah. was like yeah, kind of yeah. like he was his greatest warrior. Right, but, him, him yeah. and Namora. Yeah, that fight between Atuma and Okoya on the bridge. That was that cool. was actually honestly, I think that was the best fight in, in the, the movie. In the yeah. movie, yeah, um, because um, you know me, like I'm really huge into like yeah. you know stunt work and all that and everything, especially directing. Uh, fight scenes and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It didn't have like the usual like MCU quick cuts and everything. No. But also you got a sense of danger for Okoye because yeah. she's in another country. The princess is knocked out. It's just her. She doesn't have the Dora Minaj with her. Nope. And she's coming against these like uh three um you know uh, Atlanteans. Yeah. Or like actually I think it was four. Um so she's all alone, but she still get, gave him a fight and everything. Yeah. And you thought like is Okoye gonna die on there? <laughs> no. It, the the person I like in there and I, I kind of I was watching it with somebody and it was funny because I was sitting there my favorite is Winston Duke oh uh, Mbaku Mbaku yeah because ooh 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 yeah. <laughs> they're like wow that's kind of racist yeah. I'm like Really? No, because no, they're no. supposed to be the people who who uh, the tribe yeah. that are big giant brutes that kind of yeah. uh, 
emulate themselves after gorillas and they live in a high altitude. It's 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 not racist because like it's a whole like they're hyping themselves up. It's their yep. own battle cry and everything. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the the um, the New Zealanders. Yeah. The, the Maori. It, it also reminded me of, um, I wasn't sure if this is a test show or not, but the historical black colleges um, fraternities. Yeah. Like where they go, you know? Yeah. And everything. But uh, or actually, even, Or yeah. even gangsters. We're safe. Right. <laughs> but I thought Umbaku was great because he, they definitely helped develop him because he was less of a hothead in this one. Like yeah. he was more rational thinking. Yeah. Like he even told Shuri, like, okay, we need to step back a little. We yeah. do not want war again and everything. Well, it's because he's grown as a character and he's become more of a... Right. Of a wise man, I guess you could right. say. And you could definitely tell that was like T'Challa's influence yeah. and Win everything. And Winston Duke is for me is phenomenal. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He, he, he's awesome. I, but the movie yeah. he did with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, uh Spencer, um it was one it was Spencer for Hire, but like it was Spencer Confidential or something. Something like that. Spencer yeah. for Hire. Yeah. Which is funny because yeah, yeah, it was kind of yeah. But yeah, he was he was he, he I guess he was supposed to be the hawk. Yeah, he, he yeah he was the um, James Avery role. Yeah, Spencer. and he was he was great in it. Yeah, yeah, but going back a little, when you said that, um, how does Namor know English and everything? Yeah, he is an advanced species. I mean, and, yeah. and, and, and so he's gonna be able to like um, adapt to like languages fat way faster than a normal human could. Bro, if you think about it, he's the only one that spoke English. Yeah, of his people. Mm -hmm. He was the only one, mm -hmm. and I think his people could speak English. They How, never did. They never. They didn't have to. Yeah, he is a he's a diplomat. Yeah, he's the one that does all the talking for his people. So of course he's going to know English well, or and, any other language, whatever is you know, necessary. And you know what's another big thing in this movie that mm -hmm. it was the first time in the MCU mm. they used the word mutant. Yes, because he said I am a mutant. Well, they in the comics Namor has been established as the first the mutant. first mutant. Yeah. yeah. Even predating um, Apocalypse, I think. Apocalypse. Well, he te he is the first mutant written yeah. in the comic books, mm -hmm. but they try to say that Apocalypse has been around since the uh, time of the Pharaohs. Mm -hmm. So I guess he would technically be. But mm -hmm. as far as the uh, canonic Marvel universe, mm -hmm. Namor is the first mutant, right? You know, which is fantastic because now that they introduce that word, you know, it's mm -hmm. going to open up a portal to the X Men. Oh, yeah. Well, they've been doing that like ever since uh, phase four started. Um, Kamala Khan. Uh, actually, no, actually, no. Um, it was uh, Miss Marvel that had the first use of the word mutant. Is there? Yeah, because they revealed that Kamala's a mutant in that one. They took some liberties with that one because, you know, in the comics, she's an inhuman. Inhuman. Yeah. But in this one, because I'm guessing like after like the inhumans, like, you know, bombed. They're distancing themselves and everything. So, <laughs> well, they did include Black Bolt in the MCU. They did, yeah. But um, here's the thing about that, though. Technically, Inhumans are mutants. They are because they're born with their abilities. However, they don't manifest until they get hit with the uh, Terran Mist. Yeah, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but whatever. Terran anyway. Mist, yeah. But yeah, it unlocks like their um, dormant powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, to the fact of the matter is to call uh, Wakanda forever Wokanda. I don't see it. I don't. Yeah. I don't see where they were talking about. It. Why? Right. Because now it's a female lead. No. Well, that that is it. I mean, like, and again, it's like this weird foment at the mouth reaction. If it's a woman, especially a woman of color, right. leading it and everything. Well, see, my thing is, if it it makes sense, because if you're a fan of the comic books, you know there was a time where Shuri mm -hmm. becomes the Black Panther. Well, yeah, because um, and I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's because um, T'Challa for a while became the protector of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. When uh, Matt Murdock went on a vision quest after he was uh, possessed by that one demon in yeah. Shadowland. 
Yeah, yeah. and he became right. He was the I don't know why Black Panther was the protector of Hell's Kitchen, but yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. And at one point, Black Panther was a white guy. I don't remember that <laughs> in that actually. same series. Yeah, really. Some dude took over his mantle, uh-huh. but he was not calling himself Black Panther. But it was the same outfit, right? Anyway, the 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 thing is that it's not woke. Mm-hmm. It's just they adapted because unfortunately we lost Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. so they had to. Of course, he would have been the lead in it, right? But he passed away. There's you, nothing they could do about that. Yeah, they and, didn't want to recast it, right? So I mean, it's not woke because you follow some of the comic book storyline. Yeah, you were gonna say. Oh, I was about to say, like, it did hurt the film with uh, Chadwick's passing. Not because he was gone, because the film did feel like more about um, about his passing rather than it being its own film and everything. Right. And I get it. It's a tribute to Chadwick and everything. But at the same time, you don't have to um, sacrifice the film's, like, um, identity right. for that and everything. Yep. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's like I like to say, fuck cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> Absolutely. But you you know what I did like? And mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, Shuri's Black Panther costume. Mm-hmm. It was an homage to both Black Panther and Killmonger. I did, yeah. With, like, the uh, gold, like... Um, the gold trimmings. Go, tr- gold and then trimmings, the dots, yeah. too. Right. Because, remember, he has a dot, dot for, for every for every person he kills. So I thought that was really cool. And you could definitely tell it was also... Um, they took a little from the comics. No, yeah, absolutely. And, they, they, and whatnot. Yeah. But, and I thought... And I thought, like, Killmonger making that appearance was just perfect. Because Shuri, as much as she hated Killmonger for what he did and everything, yeah. she's no different from him. They both lost um, a loved one. They both wanted vengeance, yep. so that's why he she saw him in her um, ancestral dream rather than seeing um, T'Challa or Queen Momonda yep. or her or King T'Chaka. Yeah, because she didn't want justice. She, she wanted, wanted vengeance. Revenge. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah, I I was in shock when they took out the Queen Mother. Oh yeah, and I thought honestly, I thought that was unnecessary because they already dealt with with the loss of their king and everything yep. like this one, it just felt like more unnecessary trauma yep. and everything. Do you know a fun fact about the actress that played, um, she was T'Challa's former love. Oh, uh, it was, um, uh, what's it? was, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. yeah. You know why her name is Lupita? Mm. She's Mexican. Oh yeah. She's ha- she's Kenyan Mexican. She's Kenyan Mexican. She was, she's not half. She was born in Mexico to Kenyan parents. Yeah. So, to to I guess tribute where she was born, mm-hmm. they gave her the name Lupita. Yeah, as a tribute for to her birth in Mexico. And then when she went to go um, get some information about Namor in that uh, Mexican village, she was speaking like uh, Spanish. Okay, yeah. I, that's when I looked it up because I'm I'm hear her speak Spanish. And I go, her accent is flawless. Oh yeah. I was like, it has to be something to it. And then mm-hmm. when I looked it up, I was like, whoa, okay. She was born in Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. her accent was flawless. Mm. So oh that, she, oh she's badass. She's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think her first movie was was it Twelve Years a Slave? Uh, let me see. It was East. Well, I mean, like first big big movie was, was Twelve Years uh, a Slave. Twelve Years a Slave, but like her first movie was a short film called East River. Well, because in. Wasn't she nominated for an Academy Award for 12 Years a Slave? Uh, let me look that I up real quick. I think she was. And wasn't that with Chadwick Boseman also? No, that was with um, Chewy Tail Edgy Ford. Oh, okay. Another che- another uh, awesome actor. Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Actually, she, yeah, she won her first Academy Award. Oh, she won the award. She See? won, yeah. Yeah, it was for 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. No, so we talking about... So there's Academy Award winner mm-hmm. in the movie, and... Did Angela Bassett win one? Because if not, she's at no at least she's, she's Academy Award nominee. Yeah, but no, the, the Academy Awards haven't happened yet. No, no, I mean yeah. in the past. Because 
What's Love Got to Do with It? For she some was reason, nominated. She was nominated for Best Actress in What's Love Got to Do with It, right? Right. And um, the thing is, bro, she is what they what they talk about when you say black don't crack. Yeah. She looks the same. Dude, she's almost 70. But she still looks the same like oh she was God, in dude. Love What's Got to Do And then with she's it. jacked, too. Oh, yeah. There's a scene in Black Panther where she's wearing like a sleeveless dress. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn, girl. Honestly, seriously, she could have played Black Panther. No, you know it's funny you mentioned that because she could have played Storm. Like I always thought that Angela Bassett would have been the best fucking Storm ever. Straight up, has the presence, the strength. Like when you see her, like oh yeah, she could control the weather and everything. Well, see the thing is though, a lot of times movies will cast people for fat service. Oh yeah, that's That's what they got. Halle Berry, like Halle Berry is a fine actress. However, as Storm, I didn't buy it because she didn't have that intimidating presence. I think the young girl that played her in the in the shittier X Men movies actually looked better. Yeah, but unfortunately, she didn't. They didn't give her good material. Because let's face it, the X Men films suck. Bro, you okay? You could give Anthony. You you could take Anthony Hopkins, who's probably one of the greatest actors of all time. Mm -hmm. Give him a shit script. It's gonna be a shit movie. Yeah, you know it doesn't matter if if your writing sucks. Yeah, doesn't matter who's saying the words. Right, right. Yeah, name me one movie that you knew that. I'll give you a prime example, and I know this movie comes up Mm -hmm. all the time as one of the worst movies ever. Mm -hmm. Ishtar. Yeah, you have Warren Beatty who's a great actor, mm-hmm. and you have Dustin Hoffman, who's an even better actor, mm-hmm. but then they give them Ishtar. Yeah. <laughs> or hell, like, um, now that you speak of Warren Beatty, here's another example. Town and Country. It's one of the worst fucking movies ever. I never but even it, heard of it. Uh, what was it? it? It was like a movie made, it was made in 98, but it wasn't released until 2001. That's, okay, and, that's already a red flag. Right, oh yeah, because it went <laughs> crazy over budget, and like all the actors kept doing like other projects, because they can't wait around, yep. and everything. So you have Warren Beatty, Diane Keaton, uh, Gary Shandling, Goldie Hawn, Andy McDowell, you have a fucking all-star cast, and they delivered the, no, not they, the filmmakers right. and the studios and everything deliver a really fucking horrible movie. Why? Because the script is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, I'm going to touch on Gary Shandling real quick. Yeah. I remember I would tell you I was binge-watching X-Files. Yeah. There's an episode where they want to make a movie. Skinner has a friend who's a movie producer. Mm-hmm. He wants to make a movie about the X-Files and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. the X-Files. So he comes in and he's hanging out with Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. So then he calls up. And he goes, Mulder, I'm going to go forward with the movie. He goes, who do you th- who are you thinking you might want to play you? He goes, Richard Gere. He goes, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> he goes, we got Gary Shandling. How about Gary Shandling? Gary Shandling's good. I'm like, wow. He just told Dave Duchovny. Yeah. We're going to hire Gary Shandling to Can play you. Can you just imagine Gary Shandling as Mulder? Yeah. And then he goes, then he asks him at the end of the phone call. Yeah. He goes, so who's playing Skinner? He goes, oh, Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just imagine like uh, Gary Shandling as, Mul- as Mulder. Like, I'm going to try to do my best like oh no Gary they Sh- do show it right so about uh, really yeah. yeah yeah they show it they, they show part of it and guess who played uh, Scully who Tay Leone I'm like ah wow <laughs> they, like, they, went, they went way meta with that well, shit yeah <laughs> but it's like they're out there Scully they're uh, watching us the truth is out there that's my uh, Gary Shannon right there. <laughs> he just looks like a guy that would go, Meh. well, it kind of is. Like, how's my hair? How's my hair? <laughs> the funniest part is when they're actually at the movie set. They're on a Fox movie studio lot, of course. And you, he's talking to Gary Shandling, but Tay Leone right before that looks at Scully and goes, how do you run in those shoes? Mm-hmm. I've been having such a hard time running in those shoes. Oh, come here. Could you go with me and mm-hmm. let me show me? And then 
they show they show Gary Shanley talking to Mulder, mm. and in the background you see Taylor Leone mm. running back and forth in high heels. <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm like, oh my god, this shit is ridiculous. But you saved me. But as, anyway. difficult, as difficult as frustrating as sometimes, your goddamn strict rationalism and science has saved me a thousand times. You kept me honest. Yeah. <laughs> just That's end why, everything. I just want to give. I just want to do a Gary Shanley impression, <laughs> <laughs> and I rarely get to do that. One, one of the. You know who he sounded like for for, for a second? Yeah. He goes. Well, goes. It's oh, dude. Who the fuck did it sound like? Some people say that pop. Uh, not Forrest Gump. Damn it. Who am I thinking of? Uh, anyway, yeah. I'll remember it once we're done. Right. Oh, oh Morgan Freeman in oh. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that Mulder fought the good fight and the aliens <laughs> let him be. I wish I could tell you that. But the FBI is no fairy tale matter. <laughs> you, they, got, you got to start living. <laughs> you got to get busy dying or get busy trying, but I want to get busy with Scully. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh, dude, there's some serious fan service sometimes on that show. Right. They'll show Scully buttoning up her shirt and showing all her chest. Well, you know what's great about Scully was that they showed that, um, what's it called, intelligent, like... Um, short women can short... be sexy, too. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she's like 5'1". She's 5'1", but damn. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but going back to, and to wrap it up, Black Panther, Wakanda mm. Forever is not woke. Yeah. It's just the fact that... They unfortunately had their star die, mm-hmm. so they taken from them. So they what they did was take, I mean, they, they took lemons and they made lemonade. Yeah, well, it was actually, there was five scripts written um, after Chadwick's um, passing right. because they had to scramble because Chadwick was supposed to be a big part of the MCU. There was talks of him leading the new um, reformed uh, Avengers team, right. which he has in the uh, comics. Yep. Uh, but when Chadwick died, they're like, "Oh shit! What are we gonna do? We have to re- we have to scramble everything." And um, uh, they had to like rush the whole like pass of the mantle to Shuri a lot faster than they expected to be. Yeah. And um, they yeah like you know and I get and I give them props and everything. It did still feel empty without T'Challa in yep. there, and I I understand why they wanted they didn't want to recast and everything, but. Fact of the matter is, I still wish they re- recast because T'Challa's story is still not finished. Like you know, it was just beginning. Yep. No, yeah. you you know what I would have liked to seen, and I'll end with this. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to seen since they already introduced the multiverse mm-hmm. in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Why not bring in a a alternate reality Killmonger? Yeah. Where he's not a psycho, mm-hmm. and have uh, what's his name, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Play Black Panther. I think like they could still um, that's that'd be a good idea. They actually did that with uh, what if the, yep. the the series. Yeah, but what he was if. also he was still a manipulating right. Yeah, but, but I mean, uh, totally just revamp him to right. come from a a, multi, a right. multiverse mm-hmm. where T'Challa is the one that loses his mind. Yeah, and Killmonger has to take him down. They could also. Um, do like a multiverse variant of T'Challa and then they could bring in a new actor to play. It could, uh, be, it yeah. could be that too. Yeah. Honestly, do you know who I would think would make it a phenomenal T'Challa? Me? Uh, yeah. Straight up. Because, right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Like <laughs> you, you're a splitting image of Chadwick too. Bang. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> who you were thinking? I was thinking John David Washington. Um, he is a phenomenal actor. He was in Black Klansman. Uh, he's also the son of Denzel, Denzel Washington's, Washington's kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he already has his father's presence. He has charisma. He's built like a brick shit house too. Six foot four, farmer football player. So he's got the physicality yeah. and everything. Or Ice Cube. 
<laughs> you mean they got aliens out there? No, no, that's Ice T you're thinking oh, of. Oh, Ice T. Yeah, Ice Cube. <laughs> Ice T. Wakanda like, forever, motherfucker. <laughs> Ice T. Ice T would be like, Look. you mean they got aliens out there that can change time and space? You mean that they got wizards out there that could actually, you know, use like he- hexes? You got. You mean, you mean you, they got women out there that can shoot lightning bolts out their hands? You mean <laughs> to tell me that Wanda took over an entire town and turned it into a sitcom? All right, we can turn this whole. We can, we can keep going for hours of this. But anyway, we want to thank you guys. And again, as we were stating before, we're going to go ahead and reformat. We're going to come out with a lot of with a lot of socially conscious topics. And you can call us woke if you want. You can kiss my ass. They too. already do. I rather be I rather be woke than asleep. Well, well, we're already woke by their definition. We're two minorities <laughs> exactly with opinions. Well, you got any party words, Jay? Uh, yep. Well, yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff like a uh, plan, uh, like getting back to the single topics, you know, I'm excited for and everything. Um, but yeah, we're going to touch on a lot, you know, on the uh, social issues too, because we noticed that like, yo, politics, yep. It's fun to make fun of uh, right wingers and everything, but there are like it some, uh, there's also some topics that, you know, affect you, us and all that that are outside the political realm that we want to tap into. Yep. Well, keep on following us on social media. We are at the minorities report, minorities report 2.0 on TikTok. minorities report at minorities report on Instagram. Uh, Instagram and on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. So not like anybody goes on Twitter anymore. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and just remember every Monday, the Make It A Combo podcast comes out with a new episode. And on Wednesdays, Andy comes out with a new I Am I A Slut where they tell sex stories and uh, stories of people's sex lives. It's really nice. Like I've read, I've uh, listened to like a couple episodes and everything. It reminds me of Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> coincidentally with David Duchovny. David Duchovny. Duchovny. Yep. So check them out. They're, they're, the link is in our bio. Also remember every Friday we got a new episode episode uh, throw us a message throw us a review on apple give us a message if there's anything that you think that we can cover and with that we want to thank you guys for all your support and we want to say wakanda forever and we will see you You've just listened to the Minorities Report from Make It A Combo Productions. Executive produced by Jesse and Junior. Check them out on all platforms. And don't forget to follow our other podcasts, Am I a Slut? and Make It A Combo. Thank you and goodbye.